You're listening to an irreverent podcast. For more unholy content from our friends, head to irreverent.fm. Hey friends, welcome back to the Speaking in Church podcast. Thank you for letting me take a little break. I um, I guess I needed it. I just kept forgetting to do a podcast. So here we are with return repeat offender Joe Smith of Shift Church over in um, Florida. Welcome back, Joe. Yep. Thanks. Uh, the, the Florida part is relevant because <laughs> it is. We're talking. Very we're much. talking Florida and tangents beyond the bullshit that's happening where you live. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Hey, it is what it is. I mean, you called it. Yeah. I mean, I'm stoked because you are the pastor of an affirming church, which in Mm -hmm. Florida, I'm sure is much rarer than we would like to admit. There's a few of us. There's a handful. uh, Praise God. Mostly, you know, like the older mainline denominations, but yeah, the Methodist handful. (laughs) Some of them. Yeah. That's pretty 50, yeah. 50 across the country. Some of them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited yes. because, um, I hate Ron DeSantis. Um, past the gay stuff. Do you remember when he like mm-hmm. transported all those Latin people to Martha's oh, Vineyard? I absolutely do. I was yes. infuriated. With I was millions. Like, <laughs> yeah. With yeah. millions of our tax dollars. Yeah. That was that was so cute. And then all the rich people were like, how dare you? And they're like hugging these Latin people. Like, how dare you do this to them, petting them and providing well, and for then, them. And then, the, and then we had a hurricane hit yeah. and they were invited back mm-hmm. to help with the cleanup. So yeah, that was nice. Yeah. Um, typical white man wanting us Latin people to do the hard work. Uh, I mean, we're good at That's it. I'm not, it. <laughs> very good. <laughs> All right, let's get started with this um, don't say gay bill. Let's uh, give us mm-hmm. a little rundown. Yeah, so um, today they just signed, well, today being it's April 19th when we're recording this, um, they just, DeSantis just signed an expansion of that bill um, that goes all the way through senior high, so through 12th grade. So there'll be no classroom instruction or discussion of gender identity or sexual orientation. Um, and the key part is the word discussion because, you know, number one, I mean, teachers aren't instructing kids to, to, to not, you know what I mean? It's to be gay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To be gay. That's not, that's not a, number one. That's not thing. You know, you can't do that. Um, but number two, um, the language of these bills are incredibly ambiguous Mm -hmm. and um but and they do that on purpose Mm -hmm. um i can tell you that i'm part of a committee here in town called the inclusive schools committee and it's made up of some parents and some educators and business leaders um that got together Um, the, the woman that started it, her name is Jane Spear. She's uh, head of the local P flag and has long been in this battle with reproductive rights and equality. She's been doing it for decades anyway. So she started this group and the whole point of the group is to kind of support our school board and administration here locally, but also to help kind of keep them accountable, you know, to, to everything that's going on. And um, uh, I can tell you that I know that directly from from people that we've been talking to, the direction coming from the state is almost non-existent, um, almost non-existent, because if they don't tell you anything, then they can get you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Does yep. that make sense? Yep. Like So there's no specific anything uh, when it comes to... Um, any direction. Yeah. So like, for instance, for instance, we had, um, last year, last semester, they took down, um, our school district took down, um, like many school districts, they had LGBTQ student policies in place. And, um, those policies 
ran against what the state decided was good or bad or lawful or fair or whatever they the terminology they used. So our, our administrators pulled it down, started working on it. Uh, we were part of that process, and uh, they sent a revision back to the state, and the state sent it back with no comment. Mm. So we're just not going to tell you. Mm-hmm. So if it meets our standards, you'll never know. And so it created all of this anxiety and fear. Uh, the The administration went ahead and put up, put it back up on the site, and so it's it's up there and being used, but nobody knows what the state's going to do about it. Mm. Uh, and that's, that's how they want it. That's yep. exactly how they want it. And it's so like precarious because I, I mean, we live in two separate existences, right? Like I'm a coastal elite in California, Los Angeles. <laughs> wow. Beautiful. Um, and you're in Florida and I'm looking at this like, Oh uh-huh. my God, how could this happen? And then I think back to my time in high school and I was in the AP classes, the history, but like the, the AP history that was rough. And I think about like learning about Supreme Court decisions, right? Does this mm-hmm. mean that you have to like skip that decision? Like, oh, we can't reference this court. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it gets so dicey, so complicated. And even if like your your specific school is not down to report you because it's bullshit, you could have one kid in your classroom that has asshole parents mm-hmm. and they're like, I don't want to learn about gay people and then completely yep. disrupt the whole system. Well, and that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you had you had parents complain about Ruby Bridges being shown at a school here. So oh, your grandparents are in that picture, asshole. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, there was a, a local college who uh, a student complained about a civil rights course being you know feeling uncomfortable so they stopped the course that's that's how it is yeah which is yes it's uncomfortable like you're dealing with the the history of your country and like you like you were like like yeah that's uncomfortable i'm uncomfortable and i'm as woke as possible but it's like yeah bitch like that sucks i should be uncomfortable right i just me being like the worst case scenario type minded person i think of like down the line Mm -hmm. and it is not a coincidence in my head that red states tend to have lower education right like and it's because of stuff Mm -hmm. like this like you can't learn about the reality of life and slavery and lgbtq and so you're kind of putting you're setting up your children for failure in the real world unless they stay in your small town but then that's hindering them even more yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I understand the playbook because it's the same playbook that's always been used, you know, as far as, you know, parental rights or states' rights, mm-hmm. uh, protecting children. Those are all, you know, just dog whistles that they've been saying for decades and decades. So, I mean, I understand it from that, that perspective. What I don't understand is, um, I mean, if anybody's read history at all, those that stand on the side of like Ron DeSantis or those that are banning books, they're, they're not the good guys. Nope. And and they don't win. Nope. They don't win. I mean, I, so I don't, I don't know why they keep repeating this. Um, these same tropes. It, it's just, it's the same playbook. You just pick a different boogeyman. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. That's all. That's all that's happening, and I I don't understand why why they want to keep. I I just don't get it. I don't get the yeah. I mean, I guess money, power, but yeah. And I mean, so many people are going to start moving out of Florida at some point, and then they're going to have to rely on Disney for their income, which is they're already alienating mm-hmm. Disney. We'll so. see about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, just locally, we. <clears throat> uh, I get to be a part of um, here in Gainesville, uh, the pride student meetups Mm. and they are um, just, they happen once a month and they're for like two hours on a Friday night and it's for middle school and high school kids. And there's literally nothing that happens other than just games, music, and food. That's Mm -hmm. it. Um, uh, Two, two meetings ago, they decorated cookies. That was the big indoctrinational event. Oh um, yeah, with we, more than two colors, of course. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and then 
And then the last one, the big game was, uh, did you ever play that game, Mafia? Ugh, I love Mafia. Yeah, so that was the game they played, and then they just hung out and ate Sonic and stuff. Um, but anyway, so we get to do that kind of stuff, and it's so much fun. And the kids get to just be kids for two hours. They don't have to worry about anything. But uh, because of like these bills, these gender-affirming bills that are happening here, um, there's a bill. I could find the name of it. I can't remember the number. There's so many um, where the state can take kids out of families if there's you know gender affirming care taking place type of stuff mm. um there are families that are they're leaving they're yep. packing up they're moving they're going to places like you know in the new england area going to states like michigan um, that are safe havens yeah because they're just not willing to risk their kids lives or the breakup of their family uh to stay here mm -hmm. that that's happening now yeah and let me pose this like scenario for you. Granted, I'm not a parent. You're a parent, not a parent. Right. But I was a child at one point who grew up in a abusive religious fundamentalist household. And okay. I clearly remember going to school and not through classes, but through my peers, learning shit that I was not learning in the classroom, regardless of what that is, right? Good or bad, you learn about... Yeah learn about gay people because your friend is gay or you learn about yep. sex because you have little boys who just talk out of their ass and just tell you crazy wild shit <laughs> but i think so this is the thing with like schooling right is that you're just learning the history you're learning this and that and that and if you have an asshole teacher you have an asshole teacher but i very much appreciated as a child growing up in this context it's like checks and balances that school provided for me when my parents were mm -hmm. not right like i learned and my parents aren't like conservative politically i mean we're immigrants so i didn't have it as bad as a lot of people but yeah they don't know anything about gay people just because they don't know about gay people like you know whatever right right and i'm wondering if you see school as like a good checks and balances for parental behavior and whether we should even be policing that in general because again like you might have the greatest parents in the world but then you might have asshole parents like i i feel like mm -hmm. public school is a good um what's it called i don't know like kids just learn what they should yeah. be learning yeah you know again i i got two kids uh one's gonna return 21 and one's almost 14. And, um, you know, one of the things we used to live in the Midwest. Um, and when we decided to move, we specifically chose an area where they would experience more culture than they mm -hmm. would get where we were. And we wanted them to meet people from all over. And Gainesville has that because there was a, there's a huge South American population here. There's a large Asian population. They're all centered around the University of Florida. Mm -hmm. And um, and we thought that was a good thing was that, you know, our daughter and our son would grow up around different cultures and learning different, you know, th the cultures, but also like different faiths and different viewpoints mm -hmm. and foods and all the things. And uh, I, I'm with you. I think school is part of that. I will say that as a parent... I absolutely believe that I have the right to choose what my children, um, what's being put into their heads, mm -hmm. right? As a parent, that's what you, you have that ability or you have that right to do that. What I don't have the right to do is if I disagree with something and I don't want my kids learning it, I shouldn't be able to dictate that to everybody else. Right. You know? My opinion about my kids is my opinion about my kids. It's right. not about your kids and shouldn't be, and it shouldn't have the weight to do that. So, yeah, I, well, I am totally for all of these things. And if I felt like something was inappropriate, then I would just be like, okay, well, I'm going to pull my son or daughter because I'm not quite ready for them or I don't think that they're emotionally mature enough, but it is what it is. And yeah. that's the way it used to be. Yeah. Like with the, I remember in seventh grade, some kids got signed out of science class for a couple of days because their parents were like, 
you know, I don't think my child should be watching a woman give birth vaginally because we did do that, right? Like in the seventh grade, they did show us the, and it was like, sure, but also it like. <laughs> People were having sex in my middle school, so it was a good wake up call for some kids. Like, you want to be pushing this kid out of your vagina right now? <laughs> That's awesome, birth control. Yeah, it was pretty. And it was like, a, you see the woman having birth from like the head up, and then all of a sudden oh. it's like, okay, and crowning and out, and then the bam, couple seconds, right? <laughs> so it was like, ah! That's enough. Right, and that That's was enough. it. But you, the parents didn't have to sign like a waiver or whatever. And most of our parents were like, "Yeah, bitch, you're gonna see this. All right, you're gonna you're gonna see yeah. what this is about." <laughs> but well, and you know what? You're probably not wrong that that did help educate some kids to be like, "Okay, well, here's an actual consequence of this. If you want to do it, yeah, just no, yeah, yeah." But that only happens when you educate somebody. And I also think about some of the parents that I interacted with. Because I was in marching band, so a lot of parents were around. And I think about some of them and was like, I don't want you telling me what to learn. You're kind of dumb. Like, you're, and you're mm. closed minded. And I think I want to trust the professionals who have studied and researched education and childhood development to tell me what I should be learning right now. Because I think, I think they know what's up more so than the new parent who does not know anything. <laughs> who does not know. Yeah. You know, and, and that is one of those things. Um, I saw, I saw, I watched a video of a school board meeting and I don't remember where it was, but it was an educator and she was asking, have we vetted who these parents are demanding what the kids are, That's right. are being taught? That's right. Are, are we vetting them? Like I've been vetted, you know, like she was, you mm -hmm. know, had her PhD in whatever she taught. And she's like, and you're going to tell me that. And, and I think, I think that was a very valid point that, um, you know, are we going to, are we going to allow moms of Liberty or moms for Liberty, whichever it's called to determine what the course of education is for our kids? Yeah. Like, and, have you studied this? Do you, are you, I don't know if you're a sex offender. I don't know what, like, I don't know. Like if you abuse your kids, like, yeah. yeah are we vetting these people? Yeah. And, and you know, and then, and then uh, the thing that's going on down here is, uh, you know, they want this education to be uh, patriotic. Mm. Um, they want it to be uh, Western civilization, you know, um, which are all code words, mm -hmm. right? White, uh, European, um, Christian, all of those things are wrapped up in there. And those are the things that they're trying to teach here, you know, wiping out, you know, uh, anything past the sixties, you know, we're yeah. not going to talk about the civil rights movement. We're not going to talk about those things. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys saw it made, it made national headlines just, uh, like a few months ago. Um, one of those, uh, 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 textbooks, uh, that kept being revised, mm -hmm. the Rosa, uh, Rosa Parks story kept being revised. And then the final edition, um, just had her refusing to move to the back of the bus. Mm -hmm. but any but there was no there was no reason why like there was nothing to do with race or the systematic laws that were you know yeah the bus driver didn't like her all, so she had to sit in the back yeah <laughs> right it, all of those all of those were just completely erased from the story that is being taught to kids mm -hmm. and uh yeah that's Here, where we're at and here's my thing with that is that American, when you learn American history in school, it already kind of leans patriotic in a really uncomfortable way for those of us who mm -hmm. grew up in a second culture. Like I remember learning about uh, the bomb, the atomic bombs on Japan and thinking like, that's fucked mm -hmm. up. And as much as my teacher at the time didn't say whether that was like positive or negative, it was just the fact of what the US did. There was room yeah. for us to say like, for kids to say, well, it was necessary to end the war or yeah, but those people had nothing to do with blah, 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 right? Right, right. And then in college, I specifically remember this conversation with my best friend, who's my best friend to this point. He was a history major, lovely white boy, comes from a lovely white family, and blah, 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 blah. And he, we were talking about specifically Japanese internment, and his professor was like telling them why mm. it was necessary and all this stuff. And... I remember sitting with him because I'm a history nerd and I just love talking shit and being smarter than everybody else. 
And I told him, I was like, did you know that there was no like instance of like a, a Japanese person in the US going against the United States and fighting for Japan? Like there was no, nothing internal happened and then they still got rounded up. And they're like, yeah, but you know, that was because they got rounded up. And I told him like, okay, let's pose a little scenario then. We are at war with Mexico, our immediate neighbor. And they decide that they're going to round up all the Mexicans because we're at war and they don't want any trouble. And I said, I mean, Mexicans are pretty proud of where they come from. Like, yeah, that would be a concern, mm -hmm. right? Because we fly our flags and we sing our music and da-da-da. Like, yeah, that would be a national security concern. But do you realize that when that happens, that little friend Josie here is going to be rounded up and put in the baseball stadium to keep an eye on her? Um, and then he was like, oh, my God, like that is actually what would happen. And it I just is. saw his little mind change because it's like, yeah, I guess that is fucked up if there's no reason to round people up. And it's like that, that this notion that history always is like trying to talk shit about the U.S. is so mind blowing to me because that is not at all what's happening in schools. Like you're yeah. learning the history of the U.S. from a lens of like being an American. Like nobody's telling you realistic. Now they probably are that we shouldn't have gone to the Vietnam War, but you know, throughout history, they're just like, yeah, we had to intervene or whatever, right? Like, it's not, I never saw it as that deep. Of yeah, much. you know, I can, yeah. <laughs> and I grew so up in California. I, so, right. You know, so I'm, we're a little, there's an age difference. I'm older than you. So I can remember growing up in the 80s um, when Ronald Reagan was the president, the great communicator. And <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, we were proud to be Americans. That was a big thing. Mm -hmm. I can remember that as a kid. Uh, the, the Soviet union, they were bad guys. We had to practice. I mean, I could remember even in the early eighties still having to do like the get underneath the desk drills in case there's a bombing, a, a nuclear we bomb. That. Yeah. That'll work. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know the desk. That's like, there was a bomb shelter, but, um, and I, but I can remember, you know, being taught that you know, the pilgrims and the Native Americans, um, the indigenous people, they, you know, it was a feast and they came together and um, manifest destiny, uh, mm -hmm. you know, all of those things. And and then having to unlearn all of that um, and realizing, wait, that's not the actual story. Christopher Columbus did not know. He was, he was kind of a, he was an ass. I mean, he, yeah, all the things that he did genocide yeah. so like having to un yeah having to unlearn all of that um and the actual history and the thing that i what you were talking about I, that i don't understand is why wouldn't we want our children to know the actual history that doesn't make that doesn't make me as a white straight male i'm not responsible for what happened i'm responsible for how i respond to that now mm -hmm. but i there's nothing I can do about what happened before, but I can damn sure do something about it now. Mm -hmm. Right. Like where I can, you know, how we respond to it. So I, I, I don't quite understand um, the reaction of, we don't want these white kids to feel bad. Well, I, I want my son to feel uncomfortable. I want him to know that just, you know, a few decades ago that he couldn't play with his, um, black friend that lives right down the street he couldn't play with his uh um, puerto rican friend that lives down the street that that would not have been a thing that when we go swimming right down the road this pool used to be segregated mm -hmm. that he couldn't go i want him to think through that and what that means um and so i mean I how grateful yeah. is your kid that things are different for him right like i'm sure that's part of the right. process he's like oh thank god i don't have to deal with that i love my black friend yeah yeah. 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 I, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Um, I don't understand where we are. Uh, I just, it feels like we're going backwards, uh, um, by yeah. decades. I, I don't, I don't know what it's like over there, but I can tell you here, it feels like, um, it almost feels like the new Jim Crow because all of the stories that I read growing up, um, they're taking place all over again. Um, and the targets are, the same groups mm -hmm. it's still racial minorities and sexual minorities mm -hmm. and that's that's who the target is yeah in california I do feel like it's a little different because we have quite a bit of voting power here we're a lot of brown people here um 
<laughs> but we still see like i still see these i during the pandemic because the anti-vax moms and the the political mm-hmm. extremists and everybody moving to idaho for whatever reason but i mean yeah i think it's expensive enough to here to where it kind of mitigates itself people are like well i don't like it here i'm just gonna move to somewhere cheaper and more conservative or whatever but mm-hmm. yeah it's uh but still like you still see a lot of people like bitching and moaning and the religious aspect is i mean we have huge mega churches here so it, and a lot of most people yes, that go to church go to these mega churches and they're hearing all this indoctrination and they may not necessarily act on it like going to school board mm-hmm. meeting because i feel like people are generally more right. lazy in california with that kind of stuff we got shit to do we got we got to work but we still like it's still an indoctrination to some level right like yeah I mean, California it, will survive. It's the same but, here. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's the same here. Um, I, I will say that if if you want to bring, like, church into it, uh, it's, you know, it's not so much the, um, well, there's some, there's obviously there's some racism and you can find that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think those are fewer and farer between mm-hmm. than um homophobia transphobia mm-hmm. that's just blatant um, that is everywhere that, yeah and that's just blatant um and we have some we have some places here locally that just they just don't care it's it's uh it's like worn like a badge of honor yeah uh to to say really mean hateful things about people yeah and it's like such a not to use their language, but it is kind of a slippery slope because you're talking about I don't want these boys to wear skirts or blouses, <laughs> but then it's like yeah. okay, so we're gonna start policing what people need to wear based on their gender. Like, are we just gonna go back to the days where I'm not allowed to wear pants because I'm a girl and I can't confuse mm-hmm. the men or whatever? Like, this is just so. And part of me is like, why do you care? Like, why do you care what they wear? Why do you care what they identify as? It's not really affecting your life and if your kid like that's the like the psychology that people don't tend to understand is like if your kid does not feel like the opposite gender they're not going to go around saying that they're the opposite gender especially in a world where Mm -hmm. they're oppressed for that feeling and for that notion and for that reality and like that's always been my idea with gay people in general as gay it's like nobody's like I'm gay just because it's cool. Even though my parents are going to hate me, I'm going to get kicked out of my house mm-hmm. and my friends are going to stop talking to me and my church is going to, you know, call me a sinner. Like nobody's trying to be cool with being gay. It's you you're no. ostracized. Yes, you are. Uh yeah, I um well, that 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 you know that kind of goes into the these all a lot of these anti-trans bills that are that are taking place and they're talking about grooming and pedophilia and protecting kids and like these bathroom bills and you know we want to make sure that kids aren't being attacked in the bathroom and and it's like well number one i mean can you can you cite Mm -hmm. any of that actually happening you know like is are there actual is that a problem number one but then number two you they don't think through this stuff because I have friends that are transgendered men mm-hmm. and they look just like me. Mm-hmm. I mean, bearded and, you know, masculine looking, heteronormative looking. And, you know, like there's this, uh, I pulled it up. It's HB 1521, the anti-trans bathroom bill. If that's passed, <laughs> then you're going to force people that look like me that were born biologically female but have transitioned you're going to force them legally i mean mm-hmm. i don't know how you're going to enforce it but legally they should be going into a women's restroom mm-hmm. and then you're going to have somebody that looks like me sounds like me bearded and all the stuff going into women's bathrooms and, and they're not gonna like it gonna <laughs> yeah well who would yeah right and then you're gonna have problems so i'm gonna be standing there 
my wife goes in the bathroom at Target or something or Walmart or wherever, and all of a sudden this big burly dude goes in behind her. What am I supposed to think? Yep, yep. And it's like not, you know, it's so, such a non-issue to me because I remember like, no, like you go to the gas station, it's just a bathroom that you wait in line. Like, yep. okay, you're concerned, make individual little cubby bathrooms then at schools or whatever, just one at a time. Or like that is one of the solutions that's happening right now. They're they're and great. Give me bathrooms. privacy to yeah. shit in peace, okay? <laughs> like that's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. But then it's like also I don't know. This is a California thing in malls, but they have like family bathrooms. So it was not abnormal to mm -hmm. like go into these family yep. bathrooms when you're a kid and see like a dad and his kids when you're with your mom and you're a kid, and it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of weird because you're not used to it, but it wasn't like, oh my God, it was just like, well, this is the family bathroom. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I know it. Oh God. Well, <laughs> and then, and then, you know, I, uh, there's a, I just saw today. So I'm from Missouri. So mm -hmm. I still keep in touch and keep kind of keep track. My family lives up there. So I kind of keep track of what's happening. And today, um, we saw that on the state attorney general's website, there is a link where you can report um, transgender concerns. So whether it's like people or um, doctors or just anything that you might find concerning when it comes to somebody or, you know, gender affirming care, whatever, you can submit an anonymous report on the state attorney general's website. And, um, I mean, what kind of harm is that going to cause, mm -hmm. you know, it's what it sounds like is they're trying to create a registry. Yeah, exactly. I, ugh. what else is going on in Florida? <laughs> I have so much to say and I'm just going to get heated and cursy. <laughs> I, I'm, I am with you. Listen, I, I honestly feel like that you know i'm gonna i'm gonna put on a pastor hat for just a second ready um yep i feel like that all of this is based in well you grew up in the same kind of circles um different denominations but it was all fundamentalism um and fundamentalism at its base is fear mm -hmm. um, it's all fear-based um everything is some you know some entity some demonic whatever is trying to get you and I think all of this wave um, where you hear these politicians wrap God's name around homophobia and transphobia is still based in that same structural fear. Mm -hmm. And um, if we can, if we can scapegoat these people, uh, then it'll solve our problems. Yeah. We've been doing that forever. I mean, they did, they did it to Jesus. Mm -hmm. So um yeah. So I, I really honestly think that it boils down to the same kind of fundamentalist, uh, fear-based religion that has always been detrimental to this country. Yep. Yep. And it's appalling to me because, I mean, I maybe it's my logical brain, but I take a lot of things that are said very literally and very like on the surface and then dig a little deeper. So like during the pandemic, it was this whole notion of faith over fear. You got to have faith over fear. Oh, yeah. And sure, like your Bible does call for faith over fear, of course. But why don't you have faith instead of fear that your religion, your beliefs will hold out despite what the world is happening? Right. Like that's the whole that's the whole point. Right. Yeah. Like. Why do you have to police other people who do not have the same faith or do not believe the same things as you do? Why, why are you so scared? Like, I thought God was all powerful mm -hmm. and all knowing, like, why are you so scared? And this kind of is exemplified through my own example with my parents is like, I take my faith pretty seriously. Like I grew up in church, deconstructed, and I came back and now I run a church and mm -hmm. not because like I subscribe to the same ideals as my parents, but because I took the faith of Jesus, the example of Jesus, and the whole meaning behind this faith that I was given, and I altered it somewhat to stay in it. And not really altered it, I just kind of took the facts for what yeah. they were. And I don't fear 
anybody like realistically i don't even fear republicans right like i have no fear about these bills because like you said they're just gonna get turned over gen z's gonna grow up and be like fuck this shit or whatever and i have like i have concerns but i'm not over here trying to like tell conservatives i mean i am trying to tell them to change their minds but i'm trying to like you know what i'm saying like i have faith that things are going to work out based on my belief in love and god and blah 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 yeah no i agree i agree um i also uh, let me take that a little bit step further um because like i'm just putting myself back in that evangelical space mm-hmm. about like we're just gonna pray and blah blah but i feel like now i feel like the purpose of things like prayer um is to motivate me mm-hmm. to do something about it mm-hmm. right like okay i i can i can pray but um is is that prayer going to do anything unless i'm willing to be part of the answer to it mm-hmm. so you know, for us, that's why we jumped in and started doing the work that we do is because, um, I mean, it's, I don't know if you, I've always asked myself this question, like history, American history is fascinating to me. And when you get to the civil rights movement, I always wondered, what would I do mm-hmm. if I had been, if I had grown up then, would I have just been, you know, one of the, one of the kids, one of the teenagers or young people you know, pulling black people out of the sit-ins, you know, like sitting at the, Mm -hmm. you know, counters, would I have been around them with the mob or would I have linked arms with somebody and marched and been a freedom Mm -hmm. writer? And we're, we're literally seeing it right now. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, okay, well, it's time to put up or shut up. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, like, for those of so us who like, do exist, marginalized existences, I think, like, if I had lived in the South during that time, like, I would have been, mm-hmm. I would have been the one, and I'm, mm-hmm. like, a pretty light-skinned Mexican, but as soon as they hear the last name, it's like, well, she's not allowed in our schools because she's Mexican, like, yeah, and, but even still, like, would I have been brave enough to fight for my own rights? Would I have been, yeah, like, we are living based on the fight for equality that all these people were brave enough to do and people that lost their lives just for the sake of something like integration or like i'm in an interracial marriage i was not allowed to marry my partner until the 60s 1960s my dad was born in the 1960s (laughs) well and and if you went to places like tennessee right now you might not be able to because mm-hmm. they're going after marriage equality, including interracial and interfaith marriages. Yep. They'll in check if you're cousins, but they won't let you marry somebody in a different race. <laughs> oh. it's... And then just the other day, uh, a Missouri legislator or representative, I don't remember which, who it was, but they were defending child marriages. He knew a 12-year-old who had been married and was ha- still happily married. And it's like, that seems like an easy decision, dude. Like, don't let 12-year-olds under any circumstance get married. Yeah. Yeah. I thought we were past this, sir. Yeah, and I thought we wanted to protect the children. (laughs) Yeah, what happened to that? Like, because a person, an adult who marries a 12-year-old is a child predator. Oh, 100%. And 100%. parents who marry off their 12-year-old to even another 12-year-old, they're still kind of predators because they're, they know what marriage means. (laughs) Yeah, little bit, little bit. I don't want my twelve-year-old nieces or nephews having sex. I don't want my eighteen-year-old nieces and nephews having sex. No, <laughs> no. no. Like, you can't even vote. No. You can't. No, Ugh, it's. Yeah, I'm not understanding some of these. Like, I know people want to keep things the way, like the same and the, the way they were, because they glorify the 1940s and the 50s and post-war America, but it. It wasn't that great back then, friends. Like not not for anybody that didn't look like me. Right, right. And even then, like, if you were a poor white person, you're still kind of fucked. Yeah. Like the rich white people yeah. did not yeah. care about you. No. They just no. sent you off to wars to die. Yeah, I you know, I, I am fully convinced that um that there are lots of people that will vote against their own self-interest. So as long as uh it as long as you lose, mm-hmm. like if I'm winning, I will sacrifice and I will vote 
against my own best interest. As long as I win and you lose, I don't care. Mm -hmm. it's, I just think that's what's happening. And I don't get yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, especially as people of faith, right? We're just like, we want everybody to win. <laughs> like we want us all to be liberated and free and loved. And <laughs> I thought that was you know, a hallmark of the religion. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so funny. I don't know. Did you ever read the book, um, Jesus and John Wayne? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you so in that book it talks about when um, these uh, preachers, these traveling preachers, would come around and they were like preaching to the slaves, and there was this whole big debate of like, um, do we let these preachers preach to the slaves because you know they're going to want freedom? So then they made the decision that like, no, we're talking about a spiritual freedom, mm. not a physical freedom, mm. and I think it's still the exact same stuff. So when when we see liberation and freedom, that you know that's what we talk about all the time is like, okay, when we see this stuff here and now. What are we doing that's here and now making a difference? Mm -hmm. um, I I really believe that all of these evangelical fundamentalist Christians and right wing you know politicians, that's all they're talking about. Like mm -hmm. they see the same things that we are, but they're it's like no no no, it's a spiritual freedom and liberation, and you're going to stay in your station and position because mm -hmm. that's where you belong. Yep, and like so what makes go to people the back of the bus, please. What makes people think that you can have real spiritual freedom without real physical freedom? Like, what is that? I don't know. That is, That's a great question. Like, when... That's a good question. Enslaved humans were having their religious... Like, we have a huge history of the Black church, right? And their mm -hmm. faith and their religion led them to fight for their freedom. Like, it was just like right. a natural, like, bring heaven to earth, baby. Like, what happened to that? Like, we're supposed to yeah. be good stewards, not oppressors. That's the whole point. But, you know, if you, yeah, but if you listen to, like, the modern day Christian nationalists, you know, like Turning Point USA and all of that group, uh, that's exactly what they're advocating for mm -hmm. is, you know, like, a, basically a Christian empire. Mm-hmm. Which is like, saying, you know, not the point of your America, homie, like read your constitution and declaration of independence. Okay. Like <laughs> it's a cult. Yeah. It's all a cult. Yeah. I'm absolutely 100% uh, percent convinced that it is a cult. And uh, if you want to look at it, like in terms of spiritual, you know, uh, phrases or whatever, then, um, then there's the spiritual blindness happening. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, like they're just—I don't know if they just put on their own blinders and like, you know, Trump is Jesus's guy. Mm -hmm. But uh, oh, speaking of, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Uh, I'm not a big music person, but my wife is. And do you know who uh, Gunger? Do you remember y yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Name and music. Okay, mm -hmm. so he has a new song out. Have you heard this new song? No. What's it? It's called American White American Republic. It's called White American Republican Jesus. Oh, cute. I'm going to listen to so it. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> We're trying to figure out how we can sing it in our worship service because it's just yeah. like, oh my gosh. It it skewers the right. Yeah. This I like mean, really, just... this brings me into like a topic that I actually did want to address was because I post a lot of like reels on Instagram and I'm funny and I'm bitchy mm -hmm. and da, 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 da. and I get a lot of comments, especially when I talk about identity and whiteness and Christianity, where they're like, your identity should only be in God. Like you're really like talking shit and like saying all this stuff, but your Mexican identity, your gay identity, your identity as a woman is not supposed to matter when you only have identity in Christ and da, da, da. And it's like, that's not biblical like the whole all these stories that jesus like told all these parables are of people stepping into that identity and rejecting what people wanted for that identity like the samaritan the good samaritan you know or mm -hmm. the woman at the well or he was sub like subverting all of these notions that you're trying to uphold and i don't where is it's like a i get like a little computer, I like do not compute, like cannot process this information. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. I, you know, it is funny because that's a very, those are very Jewish stories told mm -hmm. in a very Jewish way. 
And I mean, how do you erase that? You can't erase that. You can't erase that Jesus was Jewish. (laughs) Yeah. Or that he spoke with Jewish idioms and the things that he did were based. Some of them were based in Jewish traditions and. And that sometimes he was saying, yeah, this is fucked up Jewish people. We need to change this. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, it's funny to me. My guess would be that that's coming from uh, privileged white people. Of course. um, That can say those that can say those kinds of things um because if you you're what what's really being said there is uh how do i put this uh your identity is not as good as mine mine is what he means Mm -hmm. when paul says there's neither a greek nor jew male or female what he's saying is that my identity is the identity of a christian yeah, mine is the so blank identity he was referring to. Yeah. Right. That but that's it because because we're the majority culture and so I grew up uh being taught that. So like my default position when I walk into any room is this room is mine. Mhm. I'm here. Mhm. It's my room now. And I have to fight against that uh just internally and mm-hmm. I've only recognized that within let's see i'm i'm 46 so i've only recognized that within you know the last several years mm-hmm. that that was my default position because it was handed to me mm-hmm. um and so when people when people say stuff like that to you what they're really saying is well your identity is too mexican or it's too gay or it's too female or feminine it needs to be more like mine mm-hmm. because mine is the default christian position mm-hmm. or or theology or belief system or whatever that's what's really being said yeah and i've i've really been harmed by that like i my parents we were not allowed to dance in the church that my parents are like into and like my dad yeah and my dad on my wedding day would not rock side to side with me for i mean he did because uh, he knows better than to step to me but he was scared to like do the first father-daughter dance because my cousin was recording it because it was cute. And she's like, she's gonna show my mom. And I was like, Dad, you are fully 50-something years old. Like you should not be scared of your 90-year-old mother, okay? Like, what uh, you gonna do? Spank you? And yeah. they were uncomfortable with like all these like I, I don't know how to dance my own people's dance moves. Like, I don't know how to I don't know how to I'm just like a stiff little board because I was never allowed to dance. I was never I like I don't, I was taken away from my culture, even to the point where like Mexican people have the skirt dancing. It's called folklorico. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do that. Cause I was never like allowed, it was dancing. We weren't allowed to do that. I can't participate in some of my culture because of this white American religion that was handed down. Because even in Latin churches, mm-hmm. you take examples from like the, the mega churches, Hillsong at the time. Yeah. And yeah how fucked is that like we're just going to become a monolith you want us just to become a white monolith the most boring ass culture you want us to just <laughs> well that's what happens when you colonize the entire planet right mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. we're, we're going to show them christianity and what we're actually doing is teaching them how to be white yes i mean and that's exemplified through the natives and mexicans and Amer- in the mm-hmm. western side of america and well all of america for the natives but so my my parents have uh, had a medical mission in Port-au-Prince, Haiti, for almost thirty years, and they do they do free medical clinics, they do nutrition programs, and they Beautiful. have five school. Yeah, they have five schools, and so everybody in the village, um, you can adopt you can adopt a school. That's how they do it. You adopt the school and you help pay for all the stuff, and there's zero overhead. So. If you sent $10 a month, $10 a month goes to the school. That's how they all mm-hmm. have it all set up. But when he first started, we went to this little island off the main island called Laganav. And there was a Baptist missionary there that had set himself up like a king in this compound. Of course. And yeah, and and never left the compound. And it was a large compound, all walled off. Um, never left it, but had basically servants that would, you know, do the grocery shopping and all that type of stuff. Well, when my dad started showing up, he wanted to go hang out with the neighborhood and there was a basketball court down the road and my dad loves basketball. So he used to go play ball with them all the time. And they, uh, they thought it was hilarious that this white 
um, American guy would come and play basketball with him, and they started calling him Blanc du Trois, yeah, which means White Twenty Three, and that was when Jordan was really big. So they they were calling him White Jordan as a what joke. a compliment. Um, but it, yeah, right. But it's not, he's not Jordan. He was good, but he's not Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but the missionaries got so mad that he would dare meet them where they're at that they they that was it you're not coming back Mm -hmm. you're not coming back and uh just because they wanted they wanted to basically like be set up as like colonizers yep and we're in our compound and the 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 heathens are out there and we're going to save them but we're only going to save them in a certain way and until they become civilized they can't be christian Mm -hmm. you, you know um so i saw that firsthand firsthand and it was it was gross it was gross I can't. it was disgusting and like coming disgusting. from like a country where people go to mexico to build houses and i was like great i don't want your shitty house i'm just gonna rebuild it again <laughs> like great thank you it's insulting <laughs> like you're saying that my culture is uncivilized the fact that you yeah. have crippled our economy is uncivilized like i'm sorry yeah who's the real uncivilized people here okay Okay. Like, well, and see, that goes back to learning history. Yes. If you actually, if you actually learn unfiltered, like the real history, we could learn from it and stop making those same mistakes. Mm-hmm. But let's or whitewash like, it. When everybody was like, all like, oh my gosh, the Chinese spy balloon. I thought in my head, I was like, don't we spy on China? Don't we spy on everybody? <laughs> like, why is this so radical to you that a country sends a balloon to like yeah it's kind of fucked up we shouldn't be spying on each other but oh no we're offended that we're spying on people <laughs> yeah and and then and yeah we're we're carrying around this thing mm-hmm. this little the, these phones that can track any anything anyway yeah yeah it's uh governor ron DeSantis. you're fucked mm. like uh I don't know. I don't know what's going it's not on in Florida. Last. Yeah, it's really not. Yeah, I will tell you this. I, I have a lot of friends that are really concerned, and and rightly so. Um, I can't put myself in their shoes. I try, and we talk, but I try to imagine what it would be like for somebody to attack me for who I am. Mm. I have people, you know, we have people that say stuff to us all the time for the things that we teach mm-hmm. or who we accept. Um but not because of who I am. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that feels like. So I, I try to empathize and sympathize as best I possibly can with the people I love that do feel that way. But the silver lining in all this is that uh, even amongst those big donor Republican people, he's losing their support because um, of these extreme policies. It's mm-hmm. not going to last. He's not going to, I don't even know if he'll make it to actually run for president. Um, it's all going to fall apart. All of these bills are going to fall apart. The moment that the majority of Gen Z hits 18, mm-hmm. uh, it's over. It's done. Yeah, it's, yeah, that whole, this whole notion of copying the guy before you is so stupid to me from like a number standpoint. It's like, okay, Ron DeSantis, you're going to be a hotter mm-hmm. Donald Trump and worse Mm -hmm. but donald trump is still around like you're just splitting your voter base but that's just me like from a strategy standpoint do it please yeah yeah, please no 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 (laughs) do it split the party eat each other alive and i will grab the popcorn Mm -hmm. and i mean like yeah totally but you know some people are i have to constantly remind myself that some people are just not that smart and that's fine it's okay you're not that smart we all born with different gifts but it's gonna bite you in the ass. I'm sorry. Like you could have gotten smarter. It will. No, it will. <laughs> yeah. It definitely will. It's going to as well. Yeah. Especially no, when you're it like transporting vulnerable people to other places in the country to sh- show the rich people what's up. Like okay. Well, I I know we probably have to land this plane in a minute, but mm-hmm. when you're when you're introducing bills. And it it almost doesn't matter where you stand on this posi- on this uh, topic. 
But when you're introducing bills like uh, the six week abortion ban that he just signed into law, where if you are a victim of rape or incest, you now have to have documentation to prove that (sighs) to get any kind of care afterwards. The backlash for that is huge. Like, how am I supposed to prove that? It's wildly unpopular. Like six weeks, you can barely get a DNA sample from the fetus. Like, how am I supposed to prove that? definitively i i i don't know and this is I like i don't know i guess maybe if you're a victim you would have like a, a rape kit of some sort maybe but but then but then that puts the onus on the victim to prove that they were victimized and then think about who are who are incest victims children right and how in god's green earth are they supposed to prove anything yeah, how are they if, supposed if to get to the hospital? The home, yeah. That's what I'm saying. If that's happening in the home, they're not getting medical care. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. So again, I just it's just these extremist, almost I mean terrorist kind of laws mm-hmm. that, that are going to be their undoing. But in the meantime, until that time happens, there are going to be real people suffer harm and um and unfortunately, there will be people who die because of this. Yeah. And it's oh, it's highly, yeah. As somebody who was almost going to get an abortion, it's pretty, pretty rough. Luckily, I was not actually pregnant. So, die. but I'm in California. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I can, <laughs> it's fine. Um, but all of this to say, this whole faith over fear, we should take it back. We should have this faith, not fear. And our faith tends to call us to action. So I think, I think we're all in yes. a pretty good position here. So. Keep yeah, I think fighting. so too. And I think that's, yeah, I, I think that's the thing that, um, that we have to take away from this is uh, they just keep throwing so much at us that it, it at times feels overwhelming. And, mm-hmm. and that's what they want like us to feel nothing. overwhelmed. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And like the almost nothing that you can do, but that's not true. You can do little things that make a big difference. You know, if you just send an email to a state rep, that makes a difference. If you take five minutes and leave a voicemail mm-hmm. for your Congress congressperson, or that that makes a big difference. Um, mm-hmm. Just converse, conversations like this make the difference. Mm-hmm. And if you're really wanting to make an impact, then I would suggest to find out where your local pride or P flag is and volunteer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Volunteer if you if you're if you're able if you have the means. Um, you know, here in Florida, we have that statewide organization, Equality Florida. Mm-hmm. Send them 10 bucks. Send them money. Send them $10. Yeah. Uh, you know, there are lots of little ways that don't like cripple your day or, mm-hmm. um, you know, like I maybe you can't give money, but you could spare one hour a month and you could volunteer at your local pride center and mm-hmm. um, do all kinds of stuff. You know, there's lots of little things that people can do that are going to make a huge difference because of all of us that feel this way. And there are more of us than there are of them. Mm -hmm. If all of us chip in just a little bit, um, they talk about red waves and blue waves. It's going to be a tsunami. I mean, I mean, look at the last election. They were predicting a red wave and that did not happen. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. And it's just, yeah, these draconian extremist views and laws um are you know we'll probably have to fight them forever uh but they're i I think it's the last desperate grasp of power by a dying Mm -hmm. soon to be uh majority culture that's not going to be and they 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 see the writing on the wall yeah and it's just the last last attempt of maintaining some sort of power amen progress and love will always prevail yep 100 percent all right, Joe. Well, this has been a very informative conversation. Thank you so much for updating us on and bitching with us about Florida and what's going on in this country. Uh, plug away. It's Tell us good. all the things. Uh, well, um, I don't know. I'm on TikTok for now, as long as it exists. I'm the real Joe Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, also, that's me on Instagram, too. Uh, we put out a lot of stuff like we did one today about there was a local youth pastor i say local it's about 45 minutes away but it's still local Mm -hmm. uh just arrested on 5400 counts of 
child. Well, not counts. He had fifty four hundred images on his yeah on his on his uh, stuff of child pornography. He was just arrested. He's their youth pastor. Oh my god! Yeah, it's gross. So we just posted about that to raise awareness, and uh, and that's another thing. That's another stinking topic. We keep Mm -hmm. talking about all these trans bills and stuff to protect the kids, and we're regulating all this stuff. When is somebody? When is a politician going to show up and start regulating the church? Amen. And start setting a standard for the child care that's happening in the church mm-hmm. and, and saying you have to pass this minimum background. You have to have this training. When is somebody going to say that? I, I'm waiting, mm-hmm. waiting for somebody to say that. But, exactly. you won't see that. but anyway, so we, we do a lot of stuff like that. Um, so you can reach out to us there or shiftgnv.com. That's our website. You can find us there. So. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Well, friends, as always, you can find us at Speaking in Church on Instagram, where you will find links to our merch and a tip jar. Um, that's not necessary, but you can tip me. I like coffee. Ryan, my partner, won't let me buy Starbucks or other coffee because he says I can make it at home. That's fucking rude, white man. Okay. That's oppression, <laughs> if any. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't leave my house. I'm not going to go to Starbucks. But, anyways, um, and that's it follow us there for everything and i hope you have a good day and stay woke or get woke or else bye this has been an irreverent media podcast